We'll also have the words displayed on the screen. 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. And uh, if you've heard me read verses before, when I preach, I usually like to read them in a different version. So now I'm going to read it for you in two times speed. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Not two times speed. I'm going to read it for you in the amplified version. Now, the amplified version of the Bible uses synonyms and definitions. It expands to explain those types of things. So we're going to look at same verses in the amplified. All scripture is God-breathed given by divine inspiration, and is profitable for instruction, for conviction of sin, for correction of error and restoration to obedience, for training in righteousness, learning to live in conformity to God's will, both publicly and privately, behaving honorably with personal integrity and moral courage, so that the man of God, and I would add the people of God, may be complete and proficient, outfitted and thoroughly equipped for every good work. These two short verses, and a little bit longer in the Amplified, uh, they pack in so much information. And it's information that helps us answer the why and the how. And so longtime followers of Jesus, thick in the book of Daniel, reciter of obscure passages, this is for you. God uses the Bible to speak to you. New to Jesus, still working out the details, trying to figure out where you should start in the Bible. God speaks to you through the Bible. Kicking the tires, just looking in the windows, not sure about this whole Jesus thing, curious. God uses the Bible to speak to you. And so, because all of us, no matter how well we know Jesus or how far along we are on on a journey with him, all of us need to understand why we read the Bible. So we're gonna start there today with the why. We read the Bible for God's revelation to us. Second Timothy says, all scripture. Really? Like, all of it? You're asking the question? Like, even the genealogy part, like the Matthew, like, that's a long, like, really? Yes, all of scripture. Even Leviticus. If you Google what is the most boring book of the Bible, <laughs> Leviticus. Even Leviticus. All of it. Here's the thing. 100% of it written by humans but all of it inspired by God. 40 different humans of diverse backgrounds, different uh, professions covering approximately 1,500 years of time, all of it inspired by God. Now here's a simple way to think of that. Um, We are engaged in this lobby renovation. We're super excited about that. Uh, And as we kind of see like the project taking place, we've got a couple different people working on it. We've got Rusty, he's our contractor, so he's kind of like leading this whole thing. And then we've got got Eric, and he's the the project manager. We've got Emily involved, she's the interior designer, gonna help us pick out how everything kind of looks and works together. Um, And so all of these different people are going to put their skills and talents to this lobby renovation. We're gonna have electricians and carpenters and painters, the whole thing. But in 2018, when we purchased this building, we engaged the work of a guy named David Wilde. And David Wilde, he wrote the architectural design for what this building could be. And here we are in 2023 with the inspiration of David Wilde coming to life 
through contractors like Rusty, through project managers like Eric, through interior designers like Emily, putting into action the things that David Wilde set before us in 2018. And in a similar way, the Bible, inspired by God but written by humans, is useful for revealing God's plan and purpose in our lives. And that plan simply, which we talk about a lot here at the SSV, is to love God and love people. Straight out of Matthew 22, the greatest commandment. And so the question is then, how do we walk that out? How do we know how to love God and love people? That's what we've got the Bible for, that revelation. It corrects us when we're wrong. It teaches us what is right. It prepares us to do the work God had in mind when he created us. Now, if you think about, and we've talked about this before too, if you've been here for a while, like you're sitting in chairs. And at some point, some engineer said, this is the chair that I'm going to create. And for, for this chair, I'm going to put four legs on this chair, and it's going to have a cushion on the bottom, and it's going to have a cushion on the top, and it's going to you know, be able to be made of these uh, products because it will hold this much weight and all of those things. And that is how the engineer designed that chair to be used, so you could sit on it, so you could be comfortable. But we can use the chair for other things. We could stand on it to change light bulbs. We can prop doors open with it. We can do all of those different things. But a chair when it's being used for its purpose, is best used to sit in. Now, it can do other things, but that's not the most efficient way to use it. A ladder is better for changing a light bulb. A doorstop is better for holding open the door. And so we have to keep that in mind as we go about life. We forget that we have been designed by a master creator who had a purpose in mind. And sometimes we complicate our lives because we, we don't use ladders and we don't use doorstops. Instead, we're trying to use a chair for other purposes. And God says, no, 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 no. This chair, your life, you were designed for a purpose. I had a plan in mind. I've seen your past, your present, and your future. And when we try to rig this system in a way that it's not designed to work, it can make our life more difficult. But God has a better way. There are rules and a guidebook found in the Bible not to steal our joy or kill our fun, but to help us operate in the way we were designed to operate. Now that doesn't mean life won't be hard. John 16, says, in this life you will have trouble, right? It does mean that we'll operate out of purpose and design though, in the way that we were meant to work so that we can do what God's called us to do, so that we can love God and love people. So why do we read the Bible, this inspired by God guidebook for how we should live according to his best design and best plan and best purpose for our lives? So that we know the manual. So we know the guidebook. It's the architectural design for our lives. So we can be the best versions of ourselves. Because what God has designed as the best version of our life is better than anything we could hope or imagine. Because God, in his infinite wisdom and sovereignty, he understands us. And in his great rescue plan of the entire world, he is also intimately aware of our capabilities and our limitations. And yet, he still wants to partner with us. We read the Bible for God's revelation, what God has spoken. But there's another why. We also read the Bible because God is still speaking. And God's speaking is relational. I mean, it's really quite amazing to me to think about the Bible as a living word, how verses just show up at the right time. It's what God uses to converse with me. 
because God wants to be in relationship with me. It's a message of salvation. Romans 10, 17 says, so faith comes from hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ. And when I need a word of encouragement, it shows up in the Bible app. When I need to be reminded of my worth, it shows up in the lyrics of a biblically grounded worship song. When I have gotten myself turned around and I'm making a mess of things and I'm, I'm causing problems, there's a verse that pops up in my Bible app, corrects my path. I don't know about you guys, I use the Bible app and this week there was a verse that just kind of like said, do what is right. And I thought, well that's pretty clear. <laughs> It's the Psalm 23.3, renewing of my strength when I am tired and burned out. It's the Psalm 119.105, lamp guiding my path. It's alive and powerful. It exposes my innermost thoughts and desires, Hebrews 4.12. And these patterns are not built by chance, but because of the regular pattern of coming to the living word. And as we do so, we learn more and more of this plan. We grow in relationship as we continue to ingest the inspired word of God. The why of reading the Bible is that it's God's tool for revelation and relationship. Now you may be asking, uh, that's great and all, but like the Bible, sometimes it just doesn't make sense. And I, I agree with you, some stuff is weird, some stuff is hard to understand, uh, and it is. It is a challenge, and so you've got to commit to it. And Nikki Gumbel from the Alpha Course, he uses this example. It's kind of like a crossword puzzle. Now, some of you are here today, and you are like crossword puzzle whiz. You, you can hit it Sunday through Friday or whatever. I don't know. The New York Times, I feel like it gets harder as the week goes on, right? And you, um, you just are good at it. You understand what the questions are getting at, and you have skill, and you can go, you know, start at the top and go all the way through. Others of you, maybe you've gotten good at doing crossword puzzles. You've practiced, you've committed to it, you have, you know, you've learned the skill of crossword puzzles, but some of you might be like me. And I uh, am kind of a one-at-a-time crossword puzzler. So I have to read through all the questions, uh, and maybe, if I'm lucky, I might get two. But I'm usually like one. I can get one right. But you know the thing about crossword puzzles, right? It's like once you get one, then you have some clues to fill in some of the other spots, right? And sometimes you might have to phone a friend, and then you can fill in two or three, right? And so I think that you have to understand, right, that sometimes reading the Bible is like doing a crossword puzzle. At certain times in our life, at certain seasons in our lives, we're able to fill in one or two things. And then maybe down the road we can fill in three or four because we have new knowledge or new inspiration or new uh, information from the Lord. And sometimes we even have to go back and we have to erase something that we thought was right, but then as we filled in some of the other spots, we have to go back and we have to say, Lord, what does your word say? And so we have to commit to it. We are constantly learning and growing as we focus on what God has spoken, his revelation, and what God is continuing to speak through relationship. And so the topic begs the next question of how to read the Bible. Now, this question I feel like isn't really like that, it's not really how do I read the Bible in a classic sense, right? Like, I mean, I think we can all kind of pick up on this idea of like you can, you can read the Bible how you want to. In fact, there's lots of examples if you were to Google, how do I read the Bible, you could get plans on how to read the Bible, you could get 
like times. Like, should I read it in the morning? Should I read it at night? Should I read it in a comfy chair? Should I read it in bed? All, you can find out all of those answers on Google. You can, whether you should start in Genesis, or maybe you should definitely start in John, or maybe you should always read Matthew in December. I don't care. You can Google it and find out that information. But I thought what I would share with you today is how to read the Bible from the vantage point of lessons I've learned from being in a book club. I mentioned that joining this book club was sort of the catalyst for me reading a whole lot more this year. And so I started to think about that. I thought, okay, what was it about joining a book club that prompted this very competitive book reading goal? And so I just want to share some things that stand out to me about book club and how it keeps me reading. So the first thing about book club is that you've got to say yes. So I mentioned when I was first asked, the moms of the soccer club team said, let's join a book club. I said, no, I'm busy. I don't want to. Um, and then my mom, she said to me, you know, Shannon, I think this would be a good idea for you. you know, these are women who are from diverse backgrounds, different faiths, um, and you're a pastor, right? Uh -huh. I said, but mom, busy. She said, uh-huh, yeah. You're a pastor, right? And I said, yes, yes I am. And so as a very obedient daughter, I said yes to book club. And that was in January of 2023. And so I can say with full confidence in October that I love my book club. I love it. Thank you. Yes, I love it. I love the women in my book club. I love everything about it. I love these I love the, all of it, right? So what's this got to do with the Bible, right? Well, you've got to say yes to reading the Bible when you feel the nudges to do something. When you feel the Holy Spirit nudge of like, you should probably read your Bible. When a sermon just happens to be this, the topic of the day is reading your Bible, you should listen to that nudge. When a notification shows up on your phone, maybe you've got the verse of the day that hits your phone every day at 7 a.m. like I do. Maybe you should read your Bible. Maybe when somebody invites you to small group, you should, read, you should say yes so that you can read the Bible with other people. This is what we do. We say yes to a new Bible plan. We say yes to trying something new. Uh, should you read in the morning? Yes. Should you read at night? Yes. Try reading a new version or a new type. Try listening to it or watching videos about it. Should I, should I watch the Bible Project? Yes. Should I listen to spoken gospel? Yes, you should. Surround yourself with these yeses to the inspired living word of God. Yes, when you feel like it. And yes, when you don't. Yes, when life is good and all things are running full steam ahead. And yes, when life knocks you down. Saying yes to the myriad ways of reading the Bible will help you keep doing it. And sometimes I think we just overcomplicate reading the Bible. It is the inspired word of God, and yes, it, it holds incredible power, but you got to read it. And I would just say, one of the things that I was thinking, okay, what's the, what's the best homework assignment? You know, I love to give homework assignments. Like, your homework assignment uh, is to ask yourself every day, did I read the Bible today? And my challenge to you is to be able 
to say yes. Part of doing something is just saying yes over and over and over. And as you say yes, you'll start to create patterns and systems of accountability. So one thing that's been really great about book club is that I have this built-in accountability. I know that every month there will be at least one book that I'm supposed to read. I know that there will be a meeting every month about said book that I want to be able to contribute to in the discussion and I want to be able to answer the questions intelligently. There will also be food and laughter and warmth. There are sometimes tears and hugs. Uh, there is also lots of text messages about book club. Now this was something I didn't know going into this. Um, but these women, we're on, a, we're on a group chat in our text message thread, uh, and they are constantly giving updates. Like we constantly are sharing like, how far along are you in the book? Or, hey, I am next on the list at the library. Who has it right now? Who has this book? Who, get this done. Um, there's also like, hey, this book, it's really slow. What's going on? And then somebody invariably will hop in and they'll say, you know what, you just need to get past chapter five. Then it will all get better. You just gotta kind of push through this way. Sometimes I'll be at work and I'll go to an hour long meeting. I'll come back and I've got 65 notifications. <sighs> I think, mom, <laughs> I got 65 notifications. It's fine, it's fine. But I, what I love about this is this has become a consistent pattern of my month. And these systems, they keep me reading. It's like a constant reminder of what I'm doing and what I'm a part of. And I was thinking, this type of camaraderie shouldn't just be reserved for secular book clubs. I think this works for the Bible too. We need to make a plan for reading the Bible. If you have a Bible reading goal and you want to stay on pace, you should share your goal with someone. If you want to start reading the Bible because you currently don't or you don't anymore, you should text someone. Like I'll even get, like take out your phone right now, text someone, tell them you want to start reading the Bible more so that they can hold you accountable. Text someone who will ask you about it later. Someone who might schedule some time with you. Maybe you go through some questions together or a study guide together to ask you what you've read this week. You should share your progress on the Bible app so your friends know what you're doing. You should memorize verses. Track your progress. Get those reading streaks, you know, on the Bible app where you like get in there every day and you read it and then the bubble fills up. I'm highly motivated by those bubbles <laughs> filling up, right? You've got to stay accountable. And this week I started thinking about what would it look like if I was having book club discussions about the Bible, like this, like I, like I do with my book club. And then I was reminded, friends, we've got book clubs around here. You should join one, they're called small groups. And this is where we get together and we hold each other accountable and we talk about the things that we're reading or the ways that the living word of God is correcting our path and keeping us on pace and reminding us of our purpose. This stuff happens in small group. Saying yes to the book club and the accountability of the book club, these have been really great tools for me to keep on pace for this competitive book reading goal that I have. But what makes book club really, really great is the relationships. Because of book club, I'm learning the value to be present over being productive. In the worship team, you can start making your way up. Like I said, I love 
to be efficient. I love it. I am productive, and I'm not talking about like sloppy productive. I am like, I am all for like excellence and perfection. But I struggle, struggle with being present. And this book club is teaching me in new ways to be present to both the content of the book and the relationships that we're building. And as I consider why and how we read the Bible, I'm keenly aware that the content of the Bible is necessary to help me make good decisions and to walk in my purpose. That's God's revelation to me. But when I read the Bible to be in God's presence, that's when I understand its value. That's relationship. And that's what I need, for particularly for who I am. Specifically, like my version of like wanting to get things done. Because it would be much better for me if I could listen to the Bible on two times speed, check it off my list, and move on. That's my personality. But that's not what this is about. And God, in his infinite wisdom, he knew that I needed a cracked phone screen and a book club to send me that message. God wants to commune with me, to be in relationship with me. And one day, when I'm hanging out with, with Jesus in heaven, I imagine sometimes that Jesus and I are, we're going to be in a book club together in heaven. And maybe we'll be hanging out with each other, debriefing, you know, just kind of hanging out. Maybe at that point, it'll be clear, I won't need the Bible in the same way that I need it then because I will have the living presence of the Lord. But until that time, until that time, God has given me this gift of the Holy Bible. I wonder what God might want to reveal to you today about how and why you should read the Bible. I wonder what awesome things he has in mind as he communes with you, as he, as he allows his living word to speak to you about your purpose and how he wants you to slow down and take a beat and take a breath. I wonder what he might have to say to you as you listen to his thoughts about you delivered through his holy word. Have you become too efficient in your book reading? Have you become too productive? The Lord wants to use the Holy Bible to reveal himself and to be in relationship with you. And maybe as we start new patterns, as we start to say yes and we create accountability, we can focus in on how the relationship with Jesus Christ can totally transform the rest of our day through his living word. Come Holy Spirit. As we close with a final worship song, I just want to leave you with this opportunity to, to recognize uh, what the Lord might want to speak with to you today. As you consider how you engage with him, as you consider how you commune with him, maybe the Lord just wants to speak to you so we can take a beat and take a breath 
so that we can listen to what he has to say.